Blog Talk Radio. And now, here's your host, William Powell. The King of DC Media. Good evening, actors, directors, performers, and producers out in Radio Land. Welcome to this episode of the Inside Acting Radio Show. Tonight, I welcome acting and modeling coach Aaron Marcus. Aaron is SAG-AFTRA and is the author of How to Become a Successful Actor and Model. And he also has a website. To find it, go to howtoactandmodel.com. Also at howtoactandmodel.com, Aaron has a mentoring program. Now, you can find out uh, more about Aaron if you go to Facebook and look up the handle forward slash how to model. You can follow him on Twitter at forward slash Aaron Marcus. And you can even go old school and call his office at 410-764-8270. Oh, and you might want to do that right after we uh, end the show tonight because we're going to be busy. We've got a lot to talk about, and we even have a special offer for Inside Acting Radio Show fans. On December 2nd in Charlotte, North Carolina, Aaron has a workshop, and listeners of this show will receive a $25 discount if they sign up by November 14th by using promo code 25OFF, that's the number 25 or 25, and uh, off, lowercase. If you use that in the shopping cart, you will get $25 off uh, Aaron's fantastic workshop he's going to be having down in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So I see that uh, Aaron is on the line, and I'm going to bring him on the air. Good evening, Aaron. Welcome to the program. Hey, William. Hey, it's great to be back with you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Great to have you on. So now you've been in the business a long time, and this business really requires persistence. So I I was really inspired by your process of landing a uh, reoccurring role on House of Cards. So talk about how you made that happen. Well, <laughs> that's a great question. Hey, first, I just want to make sure people know, if you do want to find me on Twitter, it's Aaron R. Marcus. My middle name is Robert, because there are a bunch of Aaron ah. Marcuses, so I just want to make sure it's Aaron R. Marcus, and it's A-A-R-O-N. So for House of Cards, and it's funny how things can work in this world, I auditioned for that show uh, 14 times over a two-year span, and it was the 15th audition where I booked a reoccurring role. And the crazy thing was, um, as it turns out, all the other parts that I read for were most, just about all of them were one-day gigs. And it just so happens that this 15th one was a reoccurring role that uh, uh, ran for three episodes. So, um it's pretty amazing how, how those things can happen. But like you were saying, yeah, I mean, you've got to be persistent and you have to remember, and I think this is really important. These are some of the things that I talk about in my workshop. No doesn't mean never. 
And the fact Ooh. is we get rejected most of the time. You know, look, we are salespeople, and we're knocking on somebody's door. And the hard part is, you know, we're not selling a, uh, you know, a, a Mac computer. And so when somebody says, uh, no, I'm really not interested in a Mac, I really only like PCs, you go, okay, it's nothing personal, and you move on to the next, you know, next sales pitch. But for us, whether it's acting or modeling, when you do that audition, what people are saying is, we don't want you. And it's just so important that people understand it's not personal. These are business decisions. And once again, a perfect example, for whatever reason, uh, after all those auditions on House of Cards, I was not the perfect person for that role. And it certainly is not a statement about your acting skills or modeling skills. Look, a, a casting director is not going to bring you back a second time to read unless the casting director really liked what you did. And I know yeah. that sometimes people people just kind of give up and they go, ah, they've already called me in, you know, three times already. Apparently they don't want me. I don't know why I'm wasting my time. I'm not going to keep doing this. And it really, it's just the opposite. You know, they're bringing you back because they really liked what you did. And there are a million and one reasons why you get cast and why you don't get cast. I can tell you for House of Cards, there are a lot of people who have to say yes for you to book the job. It goes through about four or five people, and every one of them has to say yes. So it's really hard, and I, I was just very, very fortunate. Yeah, and uh, it's very subjective sometimes, too. I mean, you could remind the uh, the people behind the table of somebody that uh, maybe they don't like or uh, I mean, there's all kinds of things. Casting is kind of like a jigsaw puzzle. It, it, you know, it really is, and, that, and that's a great point. Like, I was not in the casting for this, but I know somebody who was, so I'm assuming this is true. There was a woman who had a callback for a feature film, and the woman came in. You know, They liked her initial audition. They're calling her back. Now she's reading for the director and everybody else in the room. She does her read. She walks out, and... Everybody really liked her audition. So they turned to the director and they said, so you're going to offer her a contract, right? Everybody seems to love her. And he said, no, no, I, I can't do that. And they said, well, I, I thought you really liked what she did. I don't know. She was great. She was really good. But you know what? She, she wears the same perfume as my ex-wife. I just can't be reminded of that for two months. It can be that mm. crazy. You know, you could be too tall. You could be too short. You could be too good-looking. You're not good-looking enough. Your body's in too good a shape. It's not in good enough shape. And and one thing that people <laughs> really have to remember when it comes to getting booked, it's not about who gives the best audition. It's It's not like the Olympics where – you know, you make a little mistake and points are deducted. It's, it's, a, it's a matter of who fits the character the best. Because, like, like, for instance, I, I just um, had a role on, uh, there's a show on the USA Channel called Mr. Robot. And it was about two weeks ago. It was episode one, season three. I booked the job. And everybody who, you know, who was reading, these were all very experienced actors up in New York. You know, people have done amazing things. So it's not a matter of who did the best. No, I'm sure everybody did well. Everybody had their own take on what they thought this character should be doing. And for whatever reason, I have no idea what the discussion was, they thought I was the right person. 
So you got to keep that in mind. You can't take it personally, and you can't kick yourself and feel horrible. You don't book it and start thinking, I'm not any good. And and I'm not saying that maybe you didn't do a very good audition. You know, and that is possible, and maybe, you know, you're not being considered for that reason. But quite often, it's not a matter of who's the best. And, you know, the other thing, too, is sometimes people get upset because they make a mistake. You know, they drop a word, they, you know, or something like that. And once again, it's an audition. All people are looking for is, number one, do you physically look right for the part? Two, do you make it sound conversational? Three, do you bring something interesting to this character? That's what they want to see. And if you goof up a little bit, people get it. I mean, when you're shooting a movie, you're shooting a TV show, they're going to do multiple takes anyway. So it's an audition. And look, we could spend you know the next hour and a half, two hours, like I do in my workshops, just talking about auditioning and auditioning techniques. But I just want to make sure that people understand you know, you don't have to be perfect at the audition. You have to be, certainly you have to be really good. You have to be interesting. But if you make a mistake, it doesn't mean you're not getting the job. That's that's so true. That's so true. So now what advice would you give to an actor who, let's say he's been acting a while, four or five years, and he's he's sort of stuck. He's stuck doing community theater or local independent uh, flicks, uh, he wants to do move up. Maybe his goal was, okay, I started out, I did one commercial a year. Let's do three or four commercials a year. Let's move up. So, so what advice would you give a person like that? Sure. And, I mean, along with getting some great training, and, and I can tell you that's one of the things that I, I love doing is, do. and you had mentioned earlier, I do private online mentoring programs where I can work with people one-on-one, but what you want to do is, so like you mentioned TV commercials, if you really want to learn how to try to book more TV commercials, number one, study with people who do a lot of TV commercials. Uh, Understand the techniques that you need to use, which are different sometimes than for film and television, and work at it, practice it. And the other thing, too, is so let's say once you feel like you're experienced enough and you're, uh, you know, you've done a bunch of commercials, you feel very comfortable doing them, and then as far as how do you go about finding them, and that's a whole other topic. And once, once again, those are things I talk about in my book about marketing yourself. But here are just a couple of really quick ideas. I mean, typically, you know, the best way to hear about auditions is going through an agent. And so you definitely want to find a local agent, or it could be an agent in a distant market, just as long as you are available to go to those areas and, and audition. But, you know, the other thing, too, is there are other ways. You know, there are websites that you can have access to, whether it's Brian Dragonuk, it's Dragonuk Connects. He's got a great listserv that you can be on if you're talking about in the Maryland, Virginia, D.C. area. And if you're more interested in the South, there's 800 casting. And I think you pay about $49 a year and you will get information about auditions for TV shows and films, uh, commercials um, in the Southeast, mostly like Georgia, Louisiana. Um, And in New York, you know, there's Actors Access, there's Casting Networks. I mean, there are different backstage, there are different websites that you can be on. And for some of them, you can have a free uh, contract 
where um, basically you can have a free profile and then every time you get an audition that you think that would be right for you, you can submit yourself, you can submit a headshot and resume. And, and by the way, it's, it's another thing that, that I teach people in my book. You've got to understand how to create an effective headshot. I find that a lot of times people who have their headshots done walk away with some really nice pictures of themselves, but they're not necessarily effective headshots. They don't sell the person well. And and there's some really specific ingredients that you need uh, for those to be effective. You need to know how to prepare before your headshot session. You need to know what kind of questions to ask a headshot photographer so you know that you choose the right one for you. But um, I can yeah. tell you, for, for, for a place like Actors Access, uh, which is, you know, it's, it's a really good website uh, to get information about auditions and jobs and things like that, and you can have a free uh, profile there, and then every time you submit, I think it's $1.99 uh, for every right. submission. But what a lot of people don't know is that, and this is what I've been told by a number of agents and casting directors, that... If you do not have an acting reel on that site, on Actors Access, and or you don't have a slate, and a slate you pay a separate fee, you also pay a fee to have a, a video, you know, your acting reel uploaded. And the slate, it's about seven seconds long. Essentially, you, you give someone a little bit of a flavor of who you are, and you slate your name or whatever you want to say. There, certainly, I would say your name. And if you don't have either one of those on uh, your in your profile, casting directors won't look at anything else because they get so many submissions from people who have reels and have slates. So if you are thinking about going that that route and getting an actor's access uh, profile, I would highly recommend that at a minimum have your slate, yeah. uh, pay for a slate. Um, but it's best if you do have a reel. But those are those right, are just a couple exactly. of different ways. But you can also try to market yourself. Go directly to advertising agencies because they're the ones quite often who are going to be producing the TV commercial. And so, you know, send uh, a headshot, resume, a really great cover letter to art directors, creative directors, and sometimes they make the final decisions as to who gets cast in the TV commercial or the radio spot or the commercial modeling job. So there, there are quite a few things. If you feel like you, you've been kind of floundering around a little bit and you want to start, you know, searching and trying to get an opportunity to audition for more jobs or maybe more interesting jobs or paying jobs, those are just some of the things that you can do. Yeah, and you kind of uh, touched on a lot of stuff I wanted to cover. Uh, one of those things you, you mentioned was uh, what should actors look for in uh, photographers? Yeah, that's a great question, too. So, there are a lot of things. Um, I mean, number one, if you can, see if you can – well, first of all, you want to look at the photographer's website. That's the very first thing. If they don't have a website, that would concern me. Uh, I mean, every photographer that I know of, every reputable photographer that I know of, of course, they, they've got a website. So start looking at the photos. And yeah. one of the things that you can do is even if you know nothing about photography, 
you still will be able to look at people's headshots on that photographer's website and see, number one, are the photos in focus? Do they look professional? Or does it look like, you know, somebody was just thrown in, you know, in a backyard and they took some, you know, pictures with trees in the background? <laughs> do the, you know, are there distracting things going on? Is the wardrobe catching your attention? Are people doing things that just seem inappropriate? I mean, I saw uh, there was a photographer's website and there was an actor, and I'm guessing this is the only thing I could think of, that this guy was trying to get work as a detective or a police officer. He thought he had that kind of look. And in his headshot, he is pointing a gun into the lens of the camera. And I looked at this headshot and I thought, mm. you've got to be kidding me. So <laughs> those are some of the things that would concern me um, if that's wow. that's in your headshot. But so let's say, you know, the photographer passes that first round. You like the person's photos. The eyes are clear. The eyes are sharp. They're saying things to you. Then if you can, see if you can set up a meeting with the photographer ahead of time. See if you can actually meet face to face. And that way, some of the things that I would ask, I would ask the photographer, how do you see me being cast? You know, try to get, have a little conversation with the photographer ahead of time just to kind of get a sense of who he or she is. But that is a really important question. And if they just give you, you know, if you are a guy in your 30s or 40s and the photographer says, well, you know, you could be a dad. Well, it's like, of course you could be a dad. You know, uh, I, I want to hear something more specific. Do I look like an upscale business guy? Do I look like an attorney? Do I look like a doctor? Do I look like a um, a construction worker? You know, how do you see me being cast? Because yeah. that is some of the information that you absolutely need to know going into your headshot session. And the other thing, I mean, there's a whole slew of other questions like, you know, do I need to have a makeup artist? Well, my thought is, yeah, you do need to have a makeup artist because, you know, sometimes people say, well, guys, you don't need a makeup artist. Yeah, you do because you want to look great in this headshot. And if you walk in there and, you know, your face is a little shiny or uh, they just need to cover something up under your eyes that day, then you want somebody to do that. And it's also really helpful to have another set of eyes watching you during the shoot. So, of course, you know, things can be done with different, you know, editing programs. You can go in there and move things around and delete. But if you can avoid all of that and get a clean photo, that's the best. So if you've got a stray hair, you know, maybe the photographer didn't pick it up. Well, the makeup artist should you know, see it and walk over and make sure everything looks okay. The other thing I would also ask, hey, what kind of wardrobe do you think would be appropriate? And something that, that I do is, because uh, I, I shot with some people uh, kind of far away from me. I shot with somebody in New York. I, um, I took photos of me with some clothes, and I asked the photographer, which one should I bring? The photographer knows the background that he's going to be shooting with, at least in my case, it was a he. Uh, the photographer is going to know uh, what kind of colors work well with my skin tone. And so, you know, you want somebody who can make real definitive decisions. So that way, and certainly you're always going to bring options. But, you know, a part of it too is just getting a sense, does this person seem like they know what they're talking about? 
And the, the, the very last thing is, do you feel comfortable with the photographer? And by the way, there, there's a whole list of questions. And, and once again, I, unfortunately, you know, I don't have six hours here. But if you yeah. read How to Become a Successful Actor or Model, you'll be able to get this entire list ahead of time so that, you know, when you do sit down with a photographer, probably the most important thing is, do you feel comfortable? Because I can tell you, it doesn't make any difference how great of a photographer somebody is if they make you feel at ease, if they make you feel nervous. And, I'm a, and that's different than walking into a session and feeling a little nervous, because we all do. Look, I, I've done over 1,200 jobs. I can tell you, I don't like doing headshots. You put me in front of a camera for a modeling job, that's easy. I like doing that. But headshots, man, there's a lot of pressure involved, and you're thinking, i got to get the perfect look here, and then you're analyzing you know, hundreds of photos. So you want to make sure that you are able to feel comfortable with the photographer because if you don't, for and I'm not saying the person's a bad person, but if they make you feel uncomfortable in any way, then the camera is going to pick that up and you're going to have a lot of shots where you look stiff, you look awkward. And one of the things too is if you do think you're going to be really uncomfortable, I think another great question is, I feel really nervous, you know, in front of you know, a photographer with headshots. Any suggestions? Because once again, that is the sign of a great headshot photographer who also plays therapist and knows how to relax you, how to calm you down, how to get you looking your best and bring out a specific image so that yeah. when casting directors or agents see your headshot, they know exactly how they're going to submit you for the right project. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So, um, you know, it seems like a lot of agencies are moving toward uh, partnering. They, they, they partner with these database companies or these casting frontier type companies, and then they're looking for fees, you know, like $20 a month, $30 a month. I mean, is that the trend that's here to stay? Is that something that's a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> Well, you know what? Years ago, and maybe I'm talking about caveman days, uh, there was an agency who I started with in New York. They were called McDonald Richards. I thought they were the best commercial modeling agency in New York, and I was very fortunate to get started with them in, in New York. And they came out with books, modeling books, and this was pre-computer uh, days. And their fee was $650 a year. Mm. And now that was well worth it to me because at that time, the going rate, and you would pretty much always get this, uh, would be $250 an hour for a modeling job in New York. And, and then plus potential bonuses if it's in a high exposure format, if the ad's running on you know the side of a bus, on the Internet. Uh, well, at that time, it wasn't really Internet, but on, <laughs> you know billboards and posters and things like that. So basically that was their marketing tool and they would, you know, print thousands of these things and they would drop them off at every major photographer studio, all the ad agencies had their book. So once the internet came into play, books just went away because it was more economical for agents 
to you know start using uh, websites. And then a lot of times agents started off with their own website, and then for whatever reason, a bunch of them just didn't want to have the maintenance, didn't want to use it that way. But also some of these other places, like you mentioned, Casting Frontier and some of these other places, um, it makes it easier for them to send out an email to everybody. And yeah, for some of them, you do have to pay a fee, but there are quite a few of them, like with uh, casting networks and, like I said, 800 – oh, I'm sorry, not 800 to casting, but Actors Access um, or um, or a casting network. Yeah, I, I believe that, that's the other one. Um, you don't have to pay anything. You know, you can have a free account and uh, if you are with an agent. And so, yeah, I mean – I know there are some that do charge a monthly fee or you get a discount if you pay an annual fee. Um, you know, that is the way that some of the agents do their marketing. And so, you know, I'm not crazy about it. But, you know, once again, I used to pay to be in books. So um, yeah. I, I get it, but I'm not thrilled about it. And what I would, like I said, what I would recommend is try to have the free account and then if you find that you are submitting yourself so much that it makes more economic sense to pay for it, you know, then you can do that. Like, for instance, with – and I'm not trying to do an ad here for Actors Access, uh, but I think it's, it's about $68 a year. I think that that's the fee. Um, and so if you're paying, you know, let's say $2 every time you submit yourself, well, if you're submitting yourself once a month – Stay with the free account. You know that makes a lot more sense. But if you're submitting yourself more than you know seventy dollars a year, then you know pay for the subscription because you know it can get you uh, information about auditions and or you know or for modeling jobs or you know possibly just straight jobs that people are looking you know to hire people at the last minute without auditions. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about. Uh... Reels. I mean, what's the optimal length for a reel, and what should be in it? Yeah, and that's a great question. And once again, you know, I'm going to try to do a condensed version um, on my <laughs> website, HowToActAmodel.com. I have tons of uh, webinars. There are videos that I've uh, recorded uh, that people can purchase there, and they're really helpful. One of them is how to create a reel, and so. Typically, you want your acting reel or voiceover reel to be one minute long. You don't want it longer than that. Um, there are different philosophies, um, and there's no one right answer for this, but I can tell you the majority of the people who I talk to, casting directors and agents as well, they don't want to see plays. They don't, uh, they don't want to see you do a monologue and record that. I mean, typically, if you can, you know, depending on your experience level, you want to show a number of different clips. You know, maybe even if you only have two and each one is 20 seconds and you've got a 40-second reel. I mean, that's fine. I, I, I wouldn't take one clip and have it run for 60 seconds because nobody's going to watch it, you know, for that long of a time period. Um so, yeah, stay away from the monologue, stay away from the plays. People want to see you in front of a camera. And so the question that pops up is when people say, well, I haven't done anything yet. How am I supposed to put together a reel if I want to, you know, really have opportunities on these websites? You know, how do I do that? So here's a great idea. 
try to get cast in as many student films and independent films. And just go to your local college or university or community college and see who is teaching film classes and find the film class where students have to shoot films for their class. And assuming you have a headshot and resume, bring it in, speak to the instructor and say, look, I'm really interested in auditioning and working on some student films. And that can be a great way to start building up your acting reel. Now, you know, the the, the um, footage might be horrible. You know, maybe everything is out of focus. Everything is dark. Maybe there's really nothing going on in your scene. But even if that happens, you can start building up your resume you know, you don't put student film, you're going to put the name of the director, you're going to put your, you know, the name of your character and the prominence of it on your resume with, you know, starring, co-starring, were you a lead? Um, and uh, that that is a way of getting experience in front of a camera, even if you can't use the footage because it just looks horrible. But that that's what I would suggest doing. And, you know, and don't try to make it look so slick. Sometimes people like to add music in the background. They've got fancy intros and and fancy tales at the at the end, and things are spinning and, and names are flopping in and out upside down and swirling around. Get rid of all those ideas. Make it simple because as you try to make it look really interesting from a technical point of view, people are going to stop watching your performance and they're going to be judging you as a producer. And that's not what you want. So, you know, just have a clean slate. You know, it's got your name, contact information. You can either have that at the beginning or the very end. And then just have, like I said, you know, up to a minute uh, worth of uh, video, you know, in there. And that's what that's what I would suggest doing. Well, Aaron, I learned something in that. I thought you were going to say. Two minutes, because I have friends of mine that have reels as long as eight minutes. And I was Nobody's going to watch that. Now you're saying one. I'm, I'm yeah. telling you, peop, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen people go through those things. They actually know in the first couple of seconds. It's, it's kind of like a, you know, listening to a song. Look, whether you are a, a you know, musician, whether you're in the music business and you're trying to find new talent, but even if you're not... If you just turn on the radio or you're listening to your iPod, whatever it is, you know within seconds whether this is an interesting song to you. You don't have to listen to it for eight minutes. You know, first of all, you're not going to find a song that lasts eight minutes, but you get the idea. And that's exactly what's going to happen when people are looking at a reel. You know, the only thing I can think of for maybe for people who have two-minute reels or longer, maybe, and this is a mistake, Maybe they're combining too many genres into one video. You know, you yeah. can always split things up. You can have a film and television reel. You can have a TV commercial reel. You can have an industrial, you know, training or corporate uh, uh, reel. Uh, you can have a political spot reel. So if you have that much work, and I say congratulations if you do, then I would recommend that you split it up and try to keep each one of those things as close to a minute as possible and then submit the correct uh, video to whatever project you're trying to get. Yeah. You know, Aaron, one time uh, I had a friend of mine ask me about uh, getting into voiceover. One of the things I suggested to him is 
you know, go ahead and and, and just go out there and get a lot of uh, of material. Like you could uh, maybe do things for your church or the, the Rotary Club or things like that, and just basically don't worry about getting paid first. Just make sure you have your voice out there and try to build up credits that way. And and you know from there you can you know make a nice audio reel and and uh, try to sell yourself from there. But what would what would be your advice? Yeah, I, look, trying trying to do things at no cost when you're first getting started. I think I think you have a really good idea, because at this point, at the very beginning, you just want experience, you want exposure, you want to practice, and this is an opportunity. It's like when I first got started, I did some commercial modeling jobs at no cost. I didn't charge people. Uh, for some jobs, these were photographers I might have worked with before, and they said, hey, I've got an idea. I want to play around with something. Would you like to do it? And I said, of course. So, yeah, those are good ideas. Here are some of the other things that you can try to do as well. Um, number one, don't try to write the copy yourself. Uh, typically, unless you are a really good copywriter, you know, trying to write the words for a radio spot, it's probably not going to work. And if it's awkward, if it doesn't really make sense, you lost people, um, no matter what your voice yeah. sounds like. So I would try to find award-winning copy. And there are books out there uh, where you can get you know, the awards. Uh, I, gosh, I just forgot the name of, of uh, the publication, but you can easily Google it and find it. But it's like, uh -huh. you know, the best radio spots, you know, for 2016. And find the spots that are right for your voice. You know, don't try to do everything. And that's what some people make a huge mistake with, actually all across the board, whether it's acting or voiceover work. Understand your strengths, understand your limitations. For me, I'm not the announcer. I don't do dialects. Uh, what, I'm, what I am good at is I'm the sincere guy. I'm the guy you trust. I'm the guy you like. I'm the guy you feel comfortable with. I'm your friend. Um, that's my voice. And that's my selling point. So when they need the real guy, just the regular guy that you like, that's me. So find the right material. And, you know, you, you can do a variety of things. You know, in today's time period, you know, there are free programs, audio programs. And if, if somebody wants to email me, I can send you uh, a program that I've used in my and once again, if you just go to my website, howtoactamodel.com, you can find me there, um, and I'll send that to you. And you could actually, if you have, you know, decent equipment, you could spend. Let's say if you got a, uh, you know, a Mac computer or even even a PC, um, you know, you, you get a, a good program. Like I said, some of these things are free. Um, I paid about. I don't like $110 for a really good mic. It's called Yeti Blue. You could actually record something that sounds good. Now, you might yeah. need to add some music in the background and things like that. And you have to be careful because you don't want to do things illegally. You know, you have to either pay for music um, or there are, you know, there might be some places where you can get it free and produce it yourself. That would be the most economical way of doing it. Or there are people, you know, that will help you put together uh, an audio reel. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. And you got to have those those skills there. So, um, Aaron, we are 
unfortunately down to about seven and a half minutes left. So quickly, uh, this touch on how your mentoring program works and then a little bit uh, without giving up too much uh, information, uh, how, uh, you know, what actors can expect from the workshop down in Charlotte. Yeah, sure. So, um, what's really cool with my mentoring program, and once again, you can find all that at howtoactamodel.com. Just click on mentoring program. And there are a bunch of different programs, everything from one hour to concierge, where you basically have me for three months and you want to call me every day, you got questions, you know, I'll talk to you, whatever you would like to discuss, uh, whether you want to work on copy with me, you've got an audition, you want to try to find an agent in another market, you're not sure what to do. And what's really cool about this is that, you know, we're able to see each other uh, online. Uh, I pay for uh, a program that allows me to do that. We can share monitors. And this has given me an opportunity to work with people literally around the world. I've worked with people in Dubai and Australia, South Africa, all throughout North America and Europe. It's really it, it's just great, and I love the opportunity to be able to share information worldwide. And it is true. I mean, there are a couple of different things here and there. You know, there is no union like SAG-AFTRA, you know, in other countries. Some of them have their own unions. Some don't have any unions. So there are, you know, a couple of changes. But, you know, good acting is good acting. Good commercial modeling shots or good commercial modeling shots. Preparing for auditions, it doesn't make any difference where you live. And it's just a great opportunity for people who, like you were saying at the very beginning, who are either just getting started or want to jumpstart their career and they feel like they've been doing things kind of the same level for a while. And yeah. those are the things that we can do together. And what I do is that basically I put together a program for each person individually. And uh, that way I can really gear what we discuss to your needs. And if you either you can tell me some of the things you want to discuss, which is great, or if you want me to make some decisions, uh, I'm more than happy to do that, you know, as well and share it with you. Um, for down in, in Charlotte, North Carolina, it's going to be phenomenal. I've been down there a few times. And. There are a lot of things that I'm going to be doing. One of the really neat things is there's a really good agent down there. His name is Mark Soper. He's um, uh, the head booker and owner of Carolina Talent, which is a really good uh, acting and commercial modeling agency. And I've booked some great things uh, through Mark. Mark is – I work with a lot of agents in different markets. but um, So he's going to be coming in as a guest speaker, and it's going to be wonderful. He's going to be talking about – Everything from exactly what does an agent do, what does an agent expect from actors and models, how people can submit themselves to them. He'll look at your headshots. He'll take your headshots. And I just want to make it really clear, handing him a headshot has nothing to do with you getting representation with him. So I don't want you to think that, you know, you hand him a headshot and, and all of a sudden you're going to have an agent down there. But certainly, if he's interested, you know, he'll, he'll tell you to contact him. Um, and then... What we're going to be doing the rest of the time is everything from talking about how to use your nervousness to your advantage, auditioning techniques for film, television, and commercials. I will even shoot everybody doing a commercial after we discuss it, play it back, critique it. We'll have a modeling go-see, which is the audition for models. And right. I'm going to have a mock 
go see. And I'll tell you, here's the ad. This, these are the expressions that I want. You have already learned techniques to use in front of a camera. Shoot it, play back, critique it. And we'll talk about how to shoot home auditions, uh, which is essential for everybody today. Yeah. And, and I've got, once again, I've got a great um, uh, video on howtoactamodel.com, teaching people how to prepare before their home audition, and specifically, what to do, what equipment do you need, where's your eye line, where should your reader be, do you need a reader, how do you edit things. It's, it's not that complicated. It just you need to have the information, and then you need to learn how to get things set up. And it's not that expensive either to put all this together. But anyhow, so if, you, if you're interested in that, there, once again, there is a great video. But th- those are some of the things that we're going to be talking about during the workshop. And, uh, yeah, once again, just go to howtoactamodel.com, click on Workshops in Your City, and you'll – you'll see the link for Charlotte, North Carolina. And I do have a limited amount of people. And yes, like you had mentioned, I like to offer uh, a discount to everybody listening uh, here tonight on your show. And yeah, it's just 25 off. There's no space uh, between the number 25 and zero, you know, OFF. Um, And just copy and paste that, put it into the uh, promo code area on the shopping cart, and you will see a $25 deduction. Aaron, I've learned so much tonight. Many, many thanks. We're definitely going to have you on here more often. It's just like you're just a gold mine of information, man. Oh, thank you. And, and you're great, too, man. You always ask great questions. You make guests feel really comfortable. You, you set things up in a way so that, you know, it gives us an opportunity to really hit on some really important points. And uh, so, I always love doing it anytime, really, anytime you want me to come back, and there are so many different things that we could talk about. Well, thanks for your kind words, Aaron. You're very welcome. Absolutely. Okay, man, you have a great night. Thanks, you too. See ya. Okay, bye-bye. All right, folks out there in Radio Land, remember to do something for your career every single day, and uh, break a leg. Good night.